Hi everyone, this is Happiest, episode number three, The What If Game. Welcome, I'm your host Susan Chadis. I'm an author, artist, and teacher. I'm a mother to four, grandmother to 14, and a grateful and happy member of The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And just like you, I'm out to find the happy. In this podcast, we will be searching to find the happiest moments in every situation. These are some of my stories. I hope they will help you feel lifted, happy, and hopeful as you search for your own happy in this journey we call life. So are you ready? Here we go. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. I'm glad you're here today, and I'm excited to spend a little time with you as we talk about ways to find life's happiest moments. Last time, we talked about the lift force and how just adding more gratitude to your life can lift your heart to happier heights. Today, we're going to talk about the what-if game. You've probably played it before. You might have even played it recently, thinking to yourself of all the things in your life that could be a little better, a little happier, as we all sometimes find ourselves comparing our lives to not only someone else's, but also to what we thought our life should have been. We might have even said something like, if I just had more money then, if I was smarter, prettier, more attractive, maybe then, if I was thinner, taller, if I had this, if I could do that, if only I hadn't, if only I had. I think sometimes we might even what if ourselves into looking at our lives as a grand wasteland of if onlys in a giant wilderness of I wish I had. So today we're going to play the what if game. Now, as you listen, try to look at those things in your life that are good, but maybe not perfect. Try to look at the people in your life that are trying to be good but are not perfect, then try to look at yourself as someone who is good, as someone who is trying, as someone who is also not perfect, living a life that was never meant to be perfect. Then look again to see that your life has got to mean more. So this is the what if game. Ready? What if your life was perfect? What if you lived in a perfect world and every day was perfect with perfect people, perfect jobs, perfect souffles, and everyone and everything doing the perfect thing all at the exact perfect time? What if you had a life that was so perfect that you always had everything you wanted, exactly what you wanted at the very moment you wanted it? What if your life was so perfect there was no need for effort, determination, or sweat? There would be no need for patience, exertion, or labor, or face masks. There would be no need for struggle, no hardships, only nice ships, and rainbows, and white puffy clouds floating gently by on a beautiful, perfect summer breeze. What if there were no waves to rock the boat, no wind, no storm, no tempest-tossed, no billows, no waverings, and no days when all seems lost. What if there was no exertion to make, no trial to rise above, and no peak to ascend? What if work was never hard, muscles never used, 
sorrow never sampled, strength never tested, and courage never needed. What if life was merely about ease and comfort? What if someday, after a perfect length of time, living your perfect life, you stop, you look around, and then you start to wonder, what is the purpose of all this perfectness? And in that moment, what if you start to search your life for something more? What if in your search you find yourself asking, what about purpose, reason, and intent? What about aim and learning and objective? What about resolve, valor? What about progress? And in that day, you start to see that life, your life, is indeed beyond what you ever thought before. What if instead of a perfect life, you see your life for what it is, complete with struggles and challenges and mountains to climb, weighed down with burdens you have to lift and tribulations you will need to overcome? What if you begin to look back at your life and see that you have already scaled through some not-so-perfect days and you have met them head-on with perfect perseverance, precise bravery, and complete courage, as if conquering days that are not-so-perfect was actually the order of the day? What if, looking back at your life, you seem to find satisfaction after good work, fulfillment through effort, and happiness in realizing that you can indeed do hard things? And what if, in that moment, you begin to realize something more, something promising, something reassuring, that there is more to life than ease and perfectness? Because you begin to see storms come and then things grow. You begin to understand that when burdens are carried, strength becomes stronger. You begin to recognize that when challengers as large as mountains are climbed, then the view can be seen from on top. And you begin to comprehend that the wind that rocks the boat is the same wind that sets the sails and pushes the boat along. What if there is a day when you begin to see your life as a place where sometimes umbrellas are necessary, U-turns are allowed, and progress comes through a journey of labor and exertion. What if, instead of a perfect life, you begin to see that your life is more? A place set apart where there is learning, there is growth, there is strength training, and there is purpose to become more than you ever thought you could be. What if someday you find yourself where you are right now, feeling what you're feeling right now, thinking what you're thinking right now, with everything in your life precisely not perfect, the way it is right now? It doesn't take long in any life to realize that no one has a perfect one. Some days are full of delight, joy, and happiness, and some days are less that way. Some days the puzzles in our lives seem to come together and pieces fit snugly into place. Other days we might be left feeling puzzled with pieces of what you thought your life would be all scattered about. 
Have you ever had a day as you were driving down the road and suddenly sadness and sorrow turns your life's journey into difficult valley or crosses over opposition highway and what you had planned for your life appears as miles of grueling road construction straight ahead? Have you ever looked for and even planned a life full of joy and happiness and then after trying to live your life the best you can, you find that instead of joyful geraniums and happiness hollyhocks, life has served you a garden of sorrow instead. I've had a few of those days myself, and maybe you have too. Is there a way to have joy in this life while still walking uphill on a stony path? Yes, it is always our conscious choice which secret garden we will tend. A quote by Sarah Breathneck explains it perfectly. Both abundance and lack of abundance exist simultaneously in our lives as parallel realities. It is always our conscious choice which secret garden we will tend. When we choose not to focus on what is missing from our lives, but instead are grateful for the abundance that's present, love, health, family, friends, work, the joys of nature, and personal pursuits that bring us happiness, then the wasteland of illusion falls away and then we can experience heaven on earth. How can you find the happiest moments in your life in any circumstance? Well, you choose to tend the abundance that is present in your life and to not tend what is missing. I like to think that my sweet Grandma Carrie might have secretly been one of the first life coaches who taught others how to find joy in any life circumstance. She built joy, planted joy, spoke joy, and cultivated joy all around her. I think she really might have been a member of the secret service organization called Finding the Happiest Moments in Everything Society, long before I was ever born. She grew up in beautiful Wellsville, Utah, and then moved to Hiram after she was married. They lived in a small, modest house, and she made it into a wonderful home for her and her family. After her husband got a new job in Tremont and they decided to move, they found a small house in Riverside and started packing their things. My mom remembered the day as a very sad day. She was leaving her dear Hiram friends and was moving into what she said was the smallest, oldest house she had ever seen. It was a big downgrade from their Hiram house with merely 300 square feet of living space and no indoor plumbing. Their house had two rooms, a small living room, which doubled as one of the bedrooms for the three children, and then one other bedroom. A kitchen about the size of a small closet had been built onto one side of the house, and there was an old wood stove for cooking and keeping the house warm. One day, a few years ago, we took a ride with my mom and found the old Riverside house. It is still there, but now old and leaning to one side. Just outside the door to the living room, my mom told the story of Grandma Carrie's flower garden. Not really a garden at all, in fact. It was merely a pile of ash from the old stove that she cleaned out every morning. During the winter months, the pile grew bigger and bigger, 
and then when spring finally came, Grandma Carrie decided to plant flowers in the ashes from the old stove, and the flowers grew right there in the ashes, blossoming and bringing color and joy to that little old house in Riverside. As we stood there that day staring at the old house, I thought again about my dear Grandma Carrie and how she lived her life looking for the happiest moments, whatever her present circumstances were, planting flowers among the ashes, decorating her two-room house with love and building joy all around. What are you doing to grow the happiest moments in your own life? Whatever your life is today, it is a conscious choice to look for and hold on to those moments in life that will grow into a garden of grateful abundance that is already yours. Living and having a perfect life is a wasteland of illusion. Don't wait for your life to be perfect or the people around you to become perfect. Don't focus on what is wrong or what is missing from your life and instead, Begin to center your heart on the small joys that are around you. Yes, it is always our conscious choice which secret garden we will tend. When we choose not to focus on what is missing from our lives, but are grateful for the abundance that's already present in our lives, then the wasteland of illusion falls away and we experience heaven on earth. What are you doing in your life to help keep your soul aloft? It's not always easy. There are days when your life will soar and there are days when it will not. But there are many things you can do to add lift to your life. Even on those days when the string gets all tangled around your feet, you will be able to look for the happy. That's what this podcast is all about. We are going on a journey together to look for the happiest moments in everyday life in all situations that will help you keep your soul alive. Be ready, because together we are out to find the happy. Thanks for tuning in today. Have a beautiful rest of your day. And go plant a packet of flower seeds this week and watch them grow. See you next time.